Welcome, darling, to the Mystical Mama podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Rose, astrologist, child care expert, and mystical mama to be. If you're tuning in today, you're probably like me, just craving conscious raising and paradigm shifting conversations about the motherhood journey, child care, self care, spirituality, liberation from ancestral and systematic oppression and programming, and so much more. So you're seeking ways to grow and help remother and parent yourself while caring for your children and families in a mindful and intuitive ways. So here on the Mystical Mama podcast, you'll receive inspiration to nurture and unconditionally love you and your family's multidimensionality. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome, 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 darlings, to today's episode. Um, Where I am recording right now, I have my two dogs, Captain and Darcy, joining us. If you may hear them romping around in the background, I can't help it. They're just so excited to be a part of this episode today. I am currently, as I record, on my pregnancy journey. (laughs) Darcy's sneezing. Um, I am at 22 weeks pregnant, so I am more than halfway through my pregnancy. During the holidays, I actually had a fall because it was freaking snowing like a mofo here in the Seattle area, like what you'd expect more like in the Midwest, basically. And it, I slipped on black ice when I was trying to get on my way to work for some childcare, and all is well though. There was so I was like called up the family, said I can't go in. Plus I like gashed my elbow and stuff. Um, like I want to be resting for my baby and make sure everything's okay. So I took the rest of the week off and. Um, but all is well. But since then, um, uh, I could feel baby girl so much prior to that. I didn't feel much of her in the womb because I have an anterior placenta, which means the placenta is attaching to the front wall of my abdomen. So more like behind the belly button. So there's just extra padding. So I wasn't able to really feel all those, like, it feels like a fish in your stomach or people said like you may feel bubbles or, uh, some other people have described it. I don't know. You, all those ways people are describing it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so I wasn't really feeling much, but since I actually fell on the, the ice, uh, she's been swimming all over the place in there, all up in my pelvic bowl, just to do some, like doing little laps, swimming laps in there basically. So it's been fun to be able to feel her. And that's been a nice surprise since that, uh, shock of falling, but all is well, all is good. Met with the midwife, baby girl's doing great and I'm doing fine as well. Just a sore elbow. But anyway, that's just a little bit of an update for me about where I am in life. I've been getting stuff ready for our nursery and prepping things for a registry list, those sorts of things. That's like what I'm kind of taking care of. And then I'm also starting to really jump into more of like the mindset work around birth and delivery and labor and all that stuff so that I can be as empowered as possible, whatever circumstances come up during my, my delivery process and journey. 
So I'm taking in all that information too. So it's a lot of, lot of stuff. But speaking of information, I'm going to be sharing some information for you guys today. Um, we're going to actually talk about Mercury retrograde and what is happening with the specific Mercury retrograde that's happening now um, and giving you specifics for it. Like what we're going to talk about what the fuck is Mercury retrograde? Like I hear it all the time. It's Mercury retrograde, whatever. Let's talk about and break it down. What is it really? What makes the specific Mercury retrograde unique? And I'm going to give you some specific and holistic practical self-care ideas, rituals, tips you can incorporate for yourself and or your family. So right now, as this podcast is being released, we are in beginning Mercury retrograde and it's happening from 10 degrees Aquarius and retrogrades back or kind of, it looks like if you had a birth chart, it looks like it's going in reverse, beep, 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 all the way back into the sign of Capricorn up to 24 degrees during the three week cycle from January 14th through February 4th. So we have this three week period of some stuff coming up. Let's get into it, shall we? So Mercury retrograde. Let's break it down even simpler. What's Mercury? I know it's an element and you shouldn't have it in your your fish. (laughs) For pregnant ladies, they're like, don't eat big fish because it's high in Mercury content, right? But Mercury in astrology is different, a little bit different. Mercury was the Roman god of communication, the messenger god. Uh, Mercury is the Roman name or equivalent of Hermes in Greek mythology. If you remember the movie, Disney movie, Hercules, Mercury was the blue guy with the flying sandals and the sunglasses. And he just went to and fro. And that's, that is a general gist of Mercury. They're the communicator. They're the messenger god. They go, there's a, a vibration uh, or quality that's very high paced. They're fast. They're agile. Mercury, uh, but also is all about communication, um, relaying messages, being a channel, relaying ideas and downloads and learning and your mindset and your uh, how you and you can look at an astrology from how you intake information and stimuli and process it intellectually and mentally and how you learn so that's the gist of mercury and but overall communication mindset learning and when it's retrograde uh, any planet can be in retrograde pretty much except for the sun and moon and retrograde just means From our perspective here on Earth, it looks like that planet is going backwards. It's regressing, going reverse, beep, beep, beep. It seems like it and everything feels trippy. My example that I use is like when you're on the freeway in your car, usually especially if you're like the passenger uh, because you have less control over what's happening and you all of a sudden you look to your right and you're in the passenger seat, right? And there is a car that's just slightly faster than you going ahead of you. But it makes you feel like you're going backwards. And all of a sudden you're in the chair, you're like, what's happening? Whoa. I felt that way on airplanes too, when we're like parked where I feel like we're starting to move. But then another airplane near us is like starting to move instead. And like, wait, 
are we moving backwards? Who's what? And I get like this vertigo feeling. So in a way, it's kind of this collective vertigo of like, whoa, what's up? But the overall message is that whenever you're in a retrograde period, it's a period of pause and reflection. Uh, some astrologers always say it's the, the it's in a space for us to do all the re's. Reimagine, redo, reconfigure, reprogram, revisit, uh, all those re, re prefix words, insert whatever the quality or theme of that planet is. And so for Mercury, it's all about the communication, learning, mindset stuff, right? So we're taking a pause and rethinking, relearning, redoing, uh, revisiting our mindset work in particular, or, uh, or how we're speaking on things, how we're thinking on things. Physically, Mercury is, not only, uh, is actually the nervous system. And so we're physicalizing what the communication in the body, right? So it's the nervous system. Your nerves are telling or what the impulses are telling what your body needs to do, right? Whether it's unconscious or conscious. And, um, but it's also the body's tubes, channels, and the enzymatic functions. So it's the proteins that get released with hormones to help you, um, to tell your nerves, we need to do a certain thing. And that's how our body is communicating with itself inside. So Mercury retrograde does have a lot of physically a period of us to recalibrate, readjust, and take care of our nervous system too. Whenever that's happening, whatever sign Mercury retrograde is happening, always think on and feel into how to regulate your nervous system or even rewire your nervous system slightly um, if you're having like a certain nervous system response to a mindset um, response, like a, whether it's about money and values and um, we can recalibrate our nervous system around these thoughts, whatever theme and sign it's under. So let's get more specific about what's unique about this specific Mercury retrograde period and what themes will be more dominant than other Mercury retrogrades. This one's unique because Mercury will be conjunct or next to basically like kissing uh, Saturn in Aquarius right when it starts its retrograde period like the reverse beep, beep, beep section on the 14th. Um, it's really close to each other. They're like, hey, face to face. What's up, Saturn? Let's, ha I'm about to go back there. <laughs> I'm about to go backwards now and um, do my retrograde thing, yo. And it's also going to be having a conjunction or being really close to and touching with the sun at three degrees Aquarius and also uh, a conjunction with Pluto um, on January 28th in Capricorn at 26 degrees Capricorn. Plus there's Venus in retrograde too, hanging out for a period in Capricorn as well. So the signs it's going to be coming through, it's that it's going to be cycling retrograde or kind of going backwards that feeling, right? It's traversing through the signs of Aquarius and Capricorn. So taking into account what are the themes of Capricorn and Aquarius, that's what the bigger general gist of the feel, the vibe of this Mercury retrograde, but even more so than those signs, it's how 
to me, it's the fact that Mercury is having an intense face-to-face conversation with the planets Saturn, Sun, and Pluto, especially Saturn and Pluto, because they are heavy-duty, karmic-as-fuck planets. And uh, let's break down what all those planets represent psychologically and physically, right? So you can get a better idea of the deeper themes that we are relearning, revisiting, and reprogramming our mindset on and our ideas, or even what's going to be affecting our nervous system more, right? That's all Mercury things. So first, Saturn. Saturn, in general, psychologically, generally rules uh, structure, boundaries, discipline, but also your life's karmic work. Like, what are you here to do? And uh, there's a lot of heftiness. That's a big quality or vibration, as some people would say, of Saturn. It's hefty. It's grounding. There is a gravitas to Saturn. It is the frame. It is the structure. And um, also, that's you translate those psychological themes into the body. What is that? What is your frame? What is your structure? What's your binding binders in your way? The gravitas. It's your skeletal system. It's your skin. The skin is the boundary from the outside world for your, in, your internal organs, right? It's your connective tissues. Also your teeth, your ears, and the minerals in the body. So a lot of the, the structural components of your body, basically, that is Saturn. And so your nervous system is going to be interacting with particularly your skin and bones and your connective tissues, Um, And also your oral health. So that'll be very interesting. And because Saturn is also in Capricorn, or rather in Aquarius, there will be more of an effect too with your, how your bones and skin are reacting with your nervous system and also interacting with your subtle energy systems. Aquarius rules your uh, one thing a big thing Aquarius rules is the subtle energy systems. So your chakras, your meridians, your aura, your electromagnetic field. So all that is coming into play here from whatever stimuli your nervous system is picking up. It's affecting not only your electromagnetic field, but also it's going to be affecting into those parts of the body with Saturn, like your skin. Maybe it's your skeletal structure. Maybe it's more on your joints and your connective tissues. Maybe something that's going on with your oral health and your teeth. Um, Because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, it may also um, have an association too with your gallbladder health, so how you digest fats, but also um, certain hormones that affect the pituitary gland because Capricorn rules those things. And since Mercury is going to go through Capricorn, like those are more things to take into account that a body areas that might be affected anyway. But also in terms of even more like interesting detail with Saturn, Saturn rules physically your calcium, vitamin K and C. And you need vitamin C, especially to formate, to create collagen. Collagen, you need to help support and bind your connective tissues for your joint health, right? And for your skin health, keep it like now we're, it's a lot more popular to take collagen peptides, for example, 
to support your skin and bone health. Uh, so that can be like, I'll put down the list later, but that's I think an excellent practical self-care tools, like making sure we're getting collagen in our diet, whether it's from bone broths or from supplementation. So feeling out now for yourself, okay, there's a big theme here on structure and boundaries. Physically, that might be my skin, that might be my, my bone structure, it might be my oral health, um, might be affecting more about my life's karmic work. And there might be a play into how that all interacts with my energy systems too. My, like the actual pranic energy of my life force, of the, my meridians, my chi, my, the electrum and my aura, all that stuff. The sun. Sun is, uh, Mercury will be transiting and hitting the sun. When was it? It will be at three degrees Aquarius on January 22nd. The sun psychologically usually represents our personality. Like that's what's most popular right now. When people ask you, what's your sign? It's your sun sign. And so usually it's, uh, people feel it out as like, that's your main personality. But ultimately it's like, it's the radiance and the light you emit in this world that you, the vibrational light that you emit in this world. In the physicality, your, it is your prana, your life force and your vitality, the energy that runs from the etheric body, like your aura to into the physical body. It's also associated with the heart chakra. It rules vitamin A and D and iodine. And also there's a link between, um, chlor it's association and governance of chlorophyll, which you convert into energy like from plants and stuff so I thought that was interesting so in terms of like physical or medical astrology when you look at your sun it's more of like what's your general life force like your uh, your energy levels at um, and what parts of the body and your body systems are going to be lit up generally anyway so that's just a, some interesting things to note with the sun but I would put more weight with Saturn and Pluto. And now let's get to Pluto. Remember, we are going to have Mercury conjunct Pluto on January 28th at 26 degrees Capricorn. Capricorn even gives another more weight to that Saturn vibe, right? Pluto psychologically represents our soul's desires. It also is in association with the taboo with life and death and rebirth cycles and our soul's karma, really big karma. Like our, usually like our, uh, our generational karma that we're all working through because Pluto's so far away from earth there and it moves slowly through a chart. There's a cohort of us that usually has um, the Pluto in a certain sign that's pretty generational and in some are also regarded as like the deep subconscious as well. And that's because it's like more of the, like the underworld. It's the underground. Pluto is the God of the underworld of, you know, basically like the life after death. Pluto would be Hades in Greek mythology, you know, in Hercules, the movie, he's the dude with the blue flaming hair. Yeah, that way. 
that joy. <laughs> in the body, that's broken down as the, not basically your endocrine system. That's the big system to note physically what Pluto rules. So that's all your hormones. And so whatever sign Pluto is in, you look at what uh, gland that sign rules and then you can see which hormones are affecting that gland or come from that gland and that's what will be highlighted during for whatever thing you're looking at so because pluto's in capricorn that me and what gland does capricorn rule the anterior pituitary gland so the hormones that are triggered from the anterior pituitary gland are what are going to also be affected physically in the endocrine system with this conjunction especially like how the nervous system, the messengers, are interacting with our hormonal system. And those hormones that are released from the anterior pituitary gland are your human growth hormone, um, also certain sex hormones like the luteinizing hormone. Uh, let's see, there's prolactin. There's ones called ACTH. So I think that one has to do with your adrenals and FSH. I can't remember what FSH stands for, but a lot of these are major for not only for bot, for major body functions, basically, and a lot of different functions in the body. And, uh, so some people in the spiritual community too, like they talk about, um, decalcifying your pineal gland and the pituitary gland and all that sort of stuff. So third eye area. So that's, I thought that might be kind of interesting to think about. But other things that Pluto rules is vitamin B13. Uh, I read also that it rules subatomic particles. Uh, thought that was kind of funny. But sometimes Pluto can show up physically as like things that are really kind of hidden. Or they're very, um, they're very intense. Uh, but people with a lot of Plutonian heaviness in their chart like a lot of Pluto vibes or Scorpio vibes usually there's a it's more like there's a lot of hormonal imbalances that need to be uh, re-regulated and so from mushing all this information together it sounds like this period physically there's a lot going on um, especially if you have a lot of Aquarius or Capricorn energy in your chart or um, I would say Libra even cancer and um or aries basically if you're a cardinal dominant sign because the retrograde period starts in it will be going a long time through also um capricorn those are angles sign angles that are making um basically like they're called squares but they're like intense conversations also with this transit so it's not just people who have Aquarius or Capricorn in their chart this is going to be people uh signs people who have heaviness and signs that are opposite from Aquarius and Capricorn too or in a square which is just nine degrees away it's like a right angle to it basically in a birth chart so those of us who have those uh heaviness in the chart with any other signs I mentioned but particularly Aquarius or Capricorn be attentive to how all this is affecting you with from the subtle energy systems to your nervous system into your hormonal system and how that might be interacting with yourselves on a physical level. 
and you know the, you may not see this come up physically it will come up more physically if you have if any if these if capricorn or aquarius is in your first house sixth house eighth house or twelfth house so that's something really in, to look into with like what where is the transit happening if it's happening in other parts of your chart it might be more psychological or affecting work or business or just something that's you may not even really be feeling it as much compared to other people. I have a lot of things going on in Capricorn and some important things in Aquarius. So I won't be shocked that something might go down for me that physically and or um, psychologically speaking. I know for myself, I have very dry skin already as a Capricorn rising with a shit ton of planets in Capricorn. So I wouldn't be surprised if I need to really be attentive to how my subtle energy body is interacting with my nervous system, like stress levels, and that's interacting with my hormones, especially as a pregnant person. And I might also, particularly as a Capricorn um, person, Capricorn also rules your gallbladder, how you digest fat, which I mentioned uh, briefly earlier, because I got my gallbladder removed in Right after my birthday in June, I'll probably have to be really more attentive during the Mercury retrograde period of what type of fats I'm putting into my diet and not going overboard probably. Like really giving my liver a break since there is no gallbladder there to help regulate and digest fats. So I'll probably need to like really be attentive to how food is affecting my nervous system Thus, my hormonal system too, and my energy, my energetic system and prana as well. If you want other explanations or want to learn more about all the planets and their archetypes, go back to my previous season, season one, episode six. You may have noticed, I don't know yet, if, that this is actually season two. There are prior episodes available to you from when I had the previous evolution of this podcast that I start. Uh, started a couple years ago during my Saturn turn when it was called the Wise and Wild Soul Podcast. So you do have some archived episodes to go back and listen to whenever you desire. And season one, episode six, you can learn about the planetary archetypes. So breaking down specifically the planets, not really the actual signs. So you're getting into a little bit more meat in the astrology. All right. So let me give you some self-care practical tips and ideas for the Mercury retrograde period. Actionable items you can do, not just like, okay, Lisa, thanks for all this info. Um, Let's like now make it real for y'all. Taking into account how this is really affecting our nervous system, our hormonal health, and our body's structures, basically. Taking into account, that's Mercury, Saturn, and Pluto, right? And maybe also our subtle energy systems. Thank you, Sun and Aquarius for your additional input. Here are some self-care tips to try out. Take care of your oral health. Make sure you're, blo- you're brushing and flossing, maybe with a water pick or with maybe choosing like a more sustainable floss and flossing your teeth effectively. But also you can try oil pulling I also use personally a gum oil with neem oil and I rub it on my gums and teeth and it makes it actually quite squeaky. 
and then the neem um, plant actually like has a lot of medicinal benefits and antibacterial benefits for your gums. Similar to oil pulling where traditionally you use sesame seed oil or coconut oil and you swish it in your mouth for as long as you can basically uh, and then spit it out into the trash afterwards. Uh, but taking care of our oral health can be a, a practical, like just focusing on that, especially if you find your dental health or gum health being highlighted physically during the mercury retrograde period, focus on that. And that can be like, I'm just going to focus on that. And that's my daily little like self-care with aligned with astrology, you know, also dry brushing and oil, self oil massage or abhyanga. That would be the term you use from Ayurveda. This is really nice for your skin and your nervous system. It's wintertime in the Northern Hemisphere too, so you're going to probably be drier than normal anyway. And then Saturn on top of it all, going through Aquarius and uh, going through, yeah, in Aquarius and stuff. You with Mercury right there, like oh, the nervous system and the skin. It's like definitely, I feel like just. Let's brush away the old ideas metaphorically and psychologically while you take a coarse brush or loofah and move it up through your whole body from feet up through your chest. And when you do it, take it directionally. So you want to circle joints and then brush up, up, up the body towards the heart center. It's also great for exfoliating your skin. And when you especially massage with an oil, nice and you know, like make it feel good for yourself. You're nourishing your skin with vitamin E's and stuff like that, but also it calms and your nervous system down. And it's an excellent way of self-care. And I personally use it as my moisturizer. And uh, it's a really great way to detox from harmful chemicals, which is in a lot of beauty products versus like using a, a standard lotion, which has a lot of like fragrances and all the chemical bullshit that disrupts your hormones, basically, especially your sex hormones. Remember Pluto Horm it rules the endocrine system. So we want to take care of our hormones and a big part of what blocks and um, dysregulates your hormonal systems, your endocrine system are chemicals in your household products and whether it's from cleaners, but also your makeup to the bath products you use, to your lotions and stuff. So what's nice about doing a Bianca is the moisturizer and it's natural, helps with the hormones, helps with your nervous system. Yay, done and done, beautiful. And you can always like use it as a way to like work with your auric field too if you wanna add visualizations to it. If you're a witch, you can always uh, make a sigil with the oil on your body and then start to incorporate more in, into your skin. Stuff. Those are some ideas. Another practical tip, just start adding collagen in more, whether it's through supplementation, like collagen peptides powder into your morning tea or coffee or, or smoothie, or even like baked goods. That's great for your joints, hair and nails, or um, making bone broth or drinking bone broth or making soups with bone broth. Cause that's a lot of great amino acids and collagen there for you as well to support all those Saturnian things and also helps build those protein blocks you need, your enzymes for your messengers. Hello, Mercury. Thus helping your nervous system out too. 
with that Saturn Capricorn qualities that are happening during this Mercury retrograde period, a physical movement modality to perhaps to pursue is heavy weightlifting. You may feel a density during this time on your mind. And one way to like work it out is to literally work it out, do a workout, but use the quality that it's, um, you're feeling. So lift as heavier objects, like a little heavier weight lift, or some people are actually doing like Olympic weightlifting, things like that. But maybe it's just like, I'm going to do less reps with a higher weight. That's appropriate for my body doing maybe a slower ish movement, uh, practices that really build a strength and resistance training because we might feel a lot of mental resistance and what a way to like make that a metaphor that you're going to work through it and be with it and like keep going through that resistance than like resistance training. Another movement modality would be like yin yoga because it's a great one to help your connective tissues and joint health. It also helps us relax our nervous system so much and learning to be still with where we're at and retrograde periods are a time for us to just take a pause and be still and not have to push, not have to do. We're taking time to pause and reevaluate and we often don't give ourselves permission to put on the brakes, put on the, even just having a pause for our, our mental chatter and holding space for just whatever thoughts come up. Yin yoga is excellent for that. There's a lot out there with, uh, even on Pinterest to YouTube on yin yoga practices. And it's really grounding in your body. I love it. It's a great Saturn Capricorn movement modality as well. And also incorporating more the energetics of Aquarius that Mercury moves through, right? Uh, Because yin yoga is rooted in uh, Chinese medicine and meridian theory. So that's the, it would, meridians are kind of like the equivalent of the chakras in a way, the energy systems get affected and you can focus on them on with certain yin yoga poses you do in sequences. So you can always pursue that as an avenue as well. Like I mentioned earlier for myself, focus on your fat digestion health, your gallbladder health. So I had to confront this quite brutally this year or this past year on fat digestion. So you may feel an urge to perhaps focus on cleaner fats in your diet or, or more fats that you can digest well and aren't going to basically like get all the trans fats, the the unhealthy ones that like really don't suit you, really don't do well for your hormones. And also your liver would have to detox anyway. So focusing on like high quality plant-based fats like avocado, avocado oil, olive oil, um, or fats that come from proteins like high quality wild caught salmon and fish, uh, or just the simple fats that are in like bone broths and stuff like that, but not adding like the and high quality butters. Uh, some people are really big proponents of raw butter. So if you're in that movement, go for it, honeys. Uh, just high quality ones that your body can assimilate. And there's certain fats that some bodies like and some bodies don't. 
I will say, um, look at your poop if you're having questions on how you're digesting fat. Because it will tell you how you are doing. Yeah, there's a whole rabbit hole for y'all there. Uh, And some of us may want to support our gallbladder and liver health with maybe taking certain herbs more. Like just even dandelion root coffees or teas can be a great way to support easily and not doing anything major. Like I'm doing like a gallbladder flush or liver flush, detox, blah, blah, blah. Or adding in more um, bitter vegetables, especially like leafy greens like arugula. Maybe it's just adding in a little bit of celery juice in the morning if that's your jam. Or like uh, I've noticed for myself when I have some sort of like green juice in the morning. That was helping my fat digestion and my skin. So something to note, especially if you have sluggish digestion or you may feel like you have some sluggishness or problems with your gallbladder or liver health. Well, like take time to focus on that if you can. And if, especially if that's getting blown up during this retrograde period. Wear blue light blocking glasses. That's another easy tip. A lot of us work on phones or computers most of the time now anyway. So it's helpful for all of us that have more digital jobs or projects. But the reason is because of that transit of Mercury through Aquarius. The, uh, there's just so much EMF exposure that we're getting from our digital products that we use day in and day out from Wi-Fi to computers. And uh, our nervous system gets really taxed, and especially the light emanating from these devices can really tax our nervous system. And I noticed for myself, that if I get on them too much, my eyes twitch, the muscles in my eyes twitch. So wearing blue light blocking glasses helps my eyes not twitch as much. So that might be something to try out for yourself. You can also look into EMF blockers or even just turning off your Wi-Fi at night, maybe putting your devices away from your room and using an OG old school alarm clock instead. Um, There's also certain crystals people use. I don't know what they are because I'm not really a crystal lady uh, that help to balance out or negate the EMF exposure we have all the time too because that's, there's a lot more material out there and I want to find an expert that like can talk to it better than I can, more eloquently than I can about EMFs, but that is something to be conscious of. Look into some subtle energy work during this time. Maybe a subtle energy ritual or meditation that you could do throughout the three weeks of the Mercury retrograde cycle, like doing Kundalini yoga meditation or aura sweeps for yourself uh, or doing stuff to specifically for your chakras or for the meridians. Maybe it's like doing that every other day. You do like a yin yoga practice for a specific meridian, you know, things like that or specific chakra point. however you want to take it, but working with your subtle energy or doing Reiki work, however you want to work with your energy. Breath work can also be a great practice because it will shift your auric field and also it increases blood circulation. Why is that important? Because one thing that Aquarius rules, which Mercury will transit through, is blood circulation back from the legs up through the heart. So having... um, 
good blood circulation will be important here as well. And breath work can help do that. And also it kind of goes back to that solar energy, right? Of the sun, it's a life force, um, bringing back blood to the heart, the heart chakra. And it makes you feel a bit more alive. So, and breath work is a great way to regulate your nervous system from fight or flight to rest, digest, and heal. It's the easiest, fastest, free way is through breath work. Take a magnesium supplement and or a spray or doing Epsom salt baths will be great because of that. Uh, it relaxes your nervous system, your muscles, and also um, Aquarius energy. If that's what's going to be really highlighted for you, it can get when the mu muscles can get really twitchy as a response. Like that's a Aquarius has a very spontaneous quick vibration like it and it's erratic and so sometimes like it manifests in the body as like muscle cramps and magnesium helps with that a lot and a lot of us are magnesium deficient anyway and a lot of people suggest using magnesium and epsom salt for shifting and clearing out your aura plus it's soothing if you um especially epsom salt baths are very nice and soothing but i will say i am one that is prone to cramps in my body and my muscles, especially my calves, and even more so now pregnant. Magnesium spray, spritz, spritz. Yes, honeys. It may burn a little bit, especially if you've just shaved. P.S. Be conscious of that. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. So another uh, ritual idea is to do like some sort of traditional ceremonial practice, especially like a cleansing or detoxifying ritual psychologically for your life. Some people may want to do this physically and they just feel that natural inclination. But if not, maybe take it more psychologically. Like, how can I release and cleanse my mindset on whatever's coming up for yourself? This is rooted in the themes of Saturn and Pluto. Pluto also has an association with detoxification and, uh, and purging of energies. And Saturn is tradition and ceremony. So especially if there's something in your heritage, going back to like the more uh, shamanic or ancient practices of your heritage, that might be cool to, or, or of a lineage, spiritual lineage that you, you practice, look into ceremonies or the tradition and traditional rituals for detoxifying a mindset that you're wanting to reprogram. If you aren't set on anything traditional or ceremonial, perhaps work through mindset and reprogramming your nervous system and mind through EFT, emotional freedom technique, to work through any shadows of doubt or your mindsets around fear and responsibility, maybe about authority, power and control. Those are all themes of, of Saturn and Pluto, especially that we might be having thoughts on or language on that we're wanting to rethink on listening to cathartic music that has a big intensity and buildup and a crescendo and then it has a decrescendo it comes back down that can be really helpful for our nervous system to work out whatever we're trying to clear out in our mind and that's and you can move your body to the cathartic movement whether it's through exercise or like just dancing like if you're wanting to embody, like I am releasing the, my mindset around feeling I have to be responsible for everything and everything's my fault. 
how listening to an intense musical song or set of songs and moving to it can help us physicalize and also our nervous system to move through whatever we're holding on fear to whatever is kind of stuck the trauma that's basic trauma pattern that's stuck in our nervous system you can use music therapy basically to move through that especially if it's cathartic and has an intensity to it and maybe makes you sweat those are all very pluto things a more saturn practice you can try out is the saturn kriya in kundalini yoga you interlock your middle fingers and i believe you just do a breathing meditation while doing that mudra and you do your middle fingers because your middle fingers are the saturn fingers in palmistry so that is a very specific practice or ritual you could try out if you feel the, the urge. Another is to connect with dark goddesses. If you are a part of really wanting to lean into goddess work, uh, I would connect with some ancient crone darker goddesses. Like, I mean, darker, not like in the sense of like, I want to just hurt you. It's more like the ones of the underworld. The ones that have been hidden, uh, especially like like older or taboo goddesses are coming forward because we're craving them to help us destroy the parts of our lives and ourselves that are actually really disturbing us. So some, you may be attracted to like the Kaliach in um, Celtic um, spirituality and they're, then that's a crone goddess, very Saturn, a Capricorn feel or like Lilith that's very Pluto underworld she or Kali Ma of the um, Hindu mythologies Kali is a mother goddess who will also fucking destroy you and is a warrior and yeah she's like they're very they have a bit more of like being primal but also a detoxifying effect thematically in a way so you may want to connect with a, a goddess that's speaking for you. And there's probably like an older ancient crone like one and or Hecate um, in the Greek tradition. Or maybe one that's a little more primal and Plutonian in essence like Kali or Lilith. You may be attracted to at this time to go into doing trying out shamanic journeying meditations and using drumming or body-based practices or earth-based practices to connect into how you whatever mindset needs to be reprogrammed or thoughts that keep coming up that need to you want to release finally and then my final suggestion is to do um, DIY weaving or not magic or not crafting so this could look like macrame embroidery and sewing or uh, doing like actual wall weavings or little weaving. Like there's a lot of really old ceremony and ritual uh, around the textile industry and working with textiles and a lot of magical rituals around that of using, of setting an intention or repeating a mantra for every like sewing thing you do, uh, like knot you do or a weave uh, whatever, like a loop thingy you do, depending on what the, that craft is, but that's very Capricorn Saturn feel. And you can weave in your intentions, weave in what you'd like through 
actual knots and like even shoot even like my one of my ancestral lineage is of the Amish and they totally do this shit just in their Amish way of quilts and they or people like even in Christian circles like they'll do uh, make quilts and knots blankets for people in need or people who are sick or moving then they put their affirmations or intentions or prayers prayer quilts into it I'm like yo that's not magic boom hello right there so that is if you're feeling crafty that can be a really interesting way to embody this mercury retrograde period I gave you a lot of ideas and tips and the point is for you to just have a broader scope of like oh how can I take in this information of what's going on and like physicalize it and make it real in my life. And, and it doesn't always have to just be psychological work. It can be a lot more practical and physical, like brushing your teeth are all good, honeys. <laughs> like really taking care of that world health or something like that. Uh, to doing some big ritual and ceremony for yourself. You get to choose and pick and choose. And maybe throughout the whole cycle, you will do multiple, try on all these different things for yourself. And I'm very excited for how this period will come up for us. I'm sure many things will be confronting, but as <laughs> I think of that meme from Hunger Games, may the odds be ever in our favor. And remember, Mercury retrograde is not a time to freak out. Maybe your computers might fritz out a bit or something like that. It's more of like, but really, it's not like the end of the world. It's a pause. It's a pause for us to feel out, to think on, to ponder, to hold space for those thoughts that the universe is probably trying to help us really either get clarity on or release. And uh, I have a feeling this time is really, especially collectively, it's like we're working through some mindset languaging or working through information that has to do with our collective work and karmic work that is also maybe confronting um, collective systems and structures and power forces, Pluto and the authority that maybe they were subconscious to us that we have been absorbing and we're not And they're not serving us. And maybe it's a time for us to like really realize that and hold space for it and time to let go of what systems and structures and dysfunctional powers aren't serving us. But also on the flip side, it's like being empowered by our ideas and inspiration uh, within our, that power we have and reclaiming our self-authority and power. Authority and power are huge words for Saturn and Pluto. So really, that might be more of our collective mindset work now around how do I reclaim my inner authority and my power and not give it away to the big systems and structures or other people uh, that are not here for my highest good or different energies that you don't think about. So maybe a cord, one more self-care tip, maybe a cord cutting ceremony might be something that feels right for you at this time. But if you're wanting to have community 
and some space to be held for you to explore more specifically like on cosmic self-care like we did today and even get specific for your zodiac signs for your rising moon sun and more and having astrological support inside community you should check out my mystical mama portal especially if you join the cosmic mama circle our higher tiered um, community space there you're going to get access to absolutely everything all the podcast episodes are community with has which has conscious and spiritually minded people like you plus my resource library of meditations yoga practices and articles i've found and resources i've developed oh my dog has the zoomies that i've discovered and i want to bring out and share with you all but also in that specific tier you're going to get access to my cosmic self-care library so that has all 12 zodiac signs cosmic self-care tips with links and it's live so i'm always adding to it uh, and resources specific to wellness yoga practices meditations like kriyas and chakra ones all the etc etc and even physical from mind body spirit basically you're going to have access and a library of tips and ideas for all 12 zodiac signs it's very rich in ideas and detail and that's inside the mystical mama portal go check it out see if you vibe with it and also inside there on top of it all we have live circles and workshops together so you really have place for resources and community of people like you that are wanting to be mystically and spiritually curious and learn and grow and have access to information and resources for them to support their own families and themselves so that we can really love ourselves unconditionally we can support and nourish ourselves with really aligned self-care and also have more out-of-the-box space to really think about how we want to parent ourselves and our families. So join the Mystical Mama portal if you want access to all of this sort of stuff and more. Thank you for joining me today. I'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on today's episode if you enjoyed it leave a rating and review or share it on your instagram and tag me at mystical mama co that way more people can get access to resources to nurture themselves and their families multi-dimensionality also did you know that you're only getting half the episodes join our mystical mama portal on our many networks today to receive access to all the podcast episodes plus our community and resource library that has self-care tips, astrological deep dives, meditations, yoga recommendations, motherhood reflections, and conscious pregnancy and parenting information. All right, I'll see you next time on the Mystical Mama podcast. Bye now.